Right, today's reading is from Luke, uh, chapter 2, starting to read at verse 25 and going on to verse 40. The prophecy of Simeon. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he'd seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and he praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. As you have promised, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they'd been married only seven years, and then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshipping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who'd been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom and God's favour was on him. Amen. Thank you, Helen, very much. Dedications are wonderful times. I was looking back this last week over the names of some of the children that have been dedicated here in recent years and remembering so many of those special days and encouraged to see how Many of those children have been growing up and uh, so much in part and parcel of our church community at this time. So good to have Martin and Jackie working with us amongst children and families and their support and encouragement to both parents and children has been absolutely wonderful and a very great help indeed. It's also good to be back in this space, isn't it? We had a wedding here yesterday. It was the congregation of Jubilee Church and, and uh, Richard and Becky. It was a great occasion. We've got another one in a few weeks' time, and that's why we're facing this direction and will be for a little while, and then we'll go back to the uh, other orientation. Uh, we've also got some continuing challenges, as you can see, and, but uh, they will be resolved. They're all, the work is all in hand. Now, our overall theme at the moment is people of hope, and that doesn't just mean adults, it means children as well. We've been looking at some of the Bible characters 
and, and drawing from them how they have been people of hope. But this morning, I would like to just take that in a slightly different way and to think particularly of Jesus as a person of hope, but think particularly of Jesus as a child and what was said of him as a child of hope. Children are often the most uh, hopeful of everyone in a family. They are full of optimism and life. The best example of a child of hope is Jesus himself. I want to look especially at the time when Mary and Joseph took Jesus for a particular form of dedication in the temple in Jerusalem. And what was said about him at that time as a child of hope? It was a requirement of the law in the Old Testament that every firstborn son should be presented to the Lord. And Jesus was brought by Mary and Joseph to the temple when he was about six weeks old. And that ceremony had two aspects to it. There was purification and there was dedication. An offering was presented for the ritual purification of the mother after childbirth, but also the dedication of the child in recognition that they were part of God's chosen people. And I think what interests me most about this is that Mary and Joseph did what every other young Jewish parent would do with their firstborn son. They didn't treat Jesus any differently. Luke's account simply says that they did what was required of them by the law. So they came to Jerusalem and they went through the ceremonial process just like any other child. I'm sure indeed that it was a special moment of commitment as an offering was made and they would have been familiar with that kind of process and the child was presented before the Lord. But in the main, this was exactly the same as would have been for any other child. But then, of course, nothing in the life of Jesus is without some additional meaning. And this is no exception, because there were two people in the temple at the time who had amazing insights into who Jesus really was, why he'd come into the world at all. We could, if you like, call them Two very special witnesses to the dedication of Jesus. Now, we are all witnesses this morning to the dedication of Toyosi. And it may be that God will put something especially in your mind this morning to do with Katie and Dodger and their family to encourage them. There may be something you want to say to them afterwards. Not just it was nice to be here this morning, but really to say, I believe that God has got his hand on your life and is blessing you and will encourage you as a family, or whatever it is that God puts it in your heart to say. But the witnesses to Jesus' dedication in the temple were two people. One was Simeon and the other was Anna. Simeon was described as a righteous and a devout person. And that's a great description. Righteous in character and conduct, devout in religious observance. So he was living well, with both God and with the people around him. Secure in his spirituality and in his relationships. And most important of all, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he took Jesus in his arms and he says, my eyes have seen your salvation. Wow. What insight. 
What daring faith Simeon discerned and spoke to the wider work of God's redemption through all mankind. Through this child Jesus, who was being brought to the temple just like any other firstborn son. For a ritual that was happening time and time again. But Simeon took Jesus in his arms and said something so different. That this child would be a light to the Gentiles. Bringing hope to those beyond the community of Israel and also the glory of Israel themselves. A suggestion that the mission of the church would be to other nations, but would also incorporate the nation Israel. And he spoke directly to Mary and Joseph. He gave some hint about how things may work out for Jesus further on. He talked about the falling and the rising of many he suggested that there would be those who wouldn't understand Jesus, who would turn away from him, but there were others who would come to him and rise with him. And that there would be a rising and falling in his own life too. That there would be a journey towards death before resurrection. Simeon also said that Jesus would be a sign that is spoken against that he would actually become the center of hostility and great controversy. And because of that, it would reveal what was really going on in the hearts and lives of those who turned against him. This was an amazing word of insight into the future life of Jesus. And finally, he had a hard word for Mary, that a sword would pierce her own soul too, that she would feel the pain of motherhood in later years because of what was happening to Jesus. This prophetic word of Simeon at the time of Jesus' dedication was incredibly powerful. Mary and Joseph had brought Jesus to the temple for an ordinary act of dedication and were met with these amazing words from Simeon. And then we also have Anna, described as a prophetess Married for only seven years, presumably childless, had spent almost all her life in the temple. She was either 84 years old or she'd been widowed for 84 years. The text can be read either way. And that would have meant, in the second case, that she was over 100. But either way, she had spent most of her life in the temple, serving God with fasting and prayer, day and night. She too affirmed all that was said of Jesus that day. She, as it were, underlined what Simeon had brought as a message from the Lord. So this dedication event for Jesus in the temple was quite an occasion. Starting as it would for any firstborn son, but then leading on to the amazing words of Simeon and Anna. Mary and Joseph then returned to Nazareth, and we have another amazing phrase as Luke records that Jesus grew strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Isn't that a lovely summary of a child growing up? That they grew strong, they grew in wisdom and the grace of God was upon them. So today's dedication has been very much a time of hope. We've been celebrating all the expectation that builds with Toyosi's life and praying God's blessing for her along with Deola and bringing our support and prayers to Katie and to Dodger. And every child is a child of hope. 
And at this most superficial level, a new baby can always bring a smile. Whatever someone is thinking about, they see a baby and the smiles begin to come. A new baby can often lift the atmosphere, generate a sense of hope. But also in a deeper way, it is in a child's life, in an infant's life, that you see the potential of the next generation emerging. And how does that all develop? In the Old Testament, Isaiah 11 pictures a season of hope and new life ahead, which would be very different. And within that prophecy, it talks about a wolf living with a lamb, a leopard with a goat, and a little child will lead them. A little child will lead in the future. When the disciples were arguing about who was greatest, Jesus put a child in front of them and said, whoever comes to this child, whoever welcomes this child, welcomes me. For the one who is least among you is the greatest. And just as Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple, Katie and Dodger brought Toyosi to this moment today as an act of thanksgiving, commitment and dedication. And it's a great expression of hope. There's so much potential in every child's life. The potential to learn, the potential to discover, the potential to be creative, to explore, to develop faith, and in time to make a difference in the world today. And the life of Jesus himself was recognized as important in the dedication ceremony which he had in the temple in Jerusalem. There were times when he too emphasized the importance of children in his teaching. And we must affirm today and value the immense importance of every child among us and our huge responsibility as a Christian community to embrace, to encourage, to nurture, to support those who are growing up among us. So I ask you this morning, what children are known to you today? There are two that we all know because they've been here on the stage and they've been talked about a lot. But there are many others known to us in the congregation. There were a lot of children here earlier, weren't there? If we were to go out the back now and go into creation, bubbles and splash, uh, we'd see all these groups, we'd see the children having fun. Just think of them. Some of you know them. Some of you know some of them very well. Gather into your mind the names of those children that you know in our congregation here. But then there will be also those children that are part of your family circle and friendship circle that you know that are important to you in your lives. And in that point, I would add in my own mind, Noah and Eve, our grandchildren, very important to us, even though they live some way away. And I'm sure you would add the names of children that you know in your own families and amongst your friends. Maybe you've been to dedication services for them or something similar. And now you're seeing them grow. What is your longing for these children? What is in your heart for those who are growing up today? Just pause for a moment. Think of these children who you know. What is your heart's cry to God for the children among us as they grow up?
I'm going to put some words on the screen. It's a prayer. You may like to look at it and then I'll invite us if you're comfortable to say these words together. Just thinking about children. Uh, there are a few dotted lines in the second line. That's where you put in your mind the names of those who you're praying for, especially this morning, who you're thinking about. They may be part of this community, they may be somewhere else. They may be part of your family. You may know them through work colleagues or neighbors. If you're happy to join in this prayer, then let's say these words together. God of love, we rejoice in your faithfulness. Guide and guard, guide and guard. Bring these children, their names, in the stillness. We continue all their days. May your love hold them, your truth guide them, your joy delight them. Bless their parents that they may grow up in a secure and happy home. Give to their family wisdom and courage, laughter and peace, and the love that endures all things through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now let me take you back to the dedication of Jesus because I've not quite finished. Because the hope expressed in the child Jesus through the prophecy of Simeon was both remarkable and it was unique. These were not just any words. Simeon realized that Jesus was none other than the Son of God and that through him God was going to bring salvation to the whole world. It was not going to be an easy pathway. That was quite clear. There would be hardship ahead. There would be the rejection of Jesus. There would be deep suffering for Mary. Mother and child would both be tested in the future. But something absolutely incredible was going to happen through the life of Jesus. The salvation of the whole world. How could that ever be? We believe that Jesus was no ordinary child. His manner of coming into the world was unique. Conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. His childhood was unique. Growing in wisdom and having incredible insights at a very early age. His awareness of God was unique. A unity between them, bringing human and divine together in a remarkable way. His earthly ministry was unique. Calling a few friends to follow him and then demonstrating through signs and wonders that the kingdom of God is here. His teaching was unique, calling people to live an upside-down kind of way, which was actually the right way up, a way that put God first, that put other people next, that put yourself last. His sacrifice was unique, offering himself as a perfect sacrifice to accomplish what could never be done any other way. His victory over sin and death and all the powers of darkness as he rose from the grave was utterly unique. His rising to heaven, the gift of his Holy Spirit, turning those rather shy disciples into confident messages of the gospel. Again, it was unique. 
There is no one before or since whose life comes anywhere near to the life of Jesus. He was no ordinary child. Both Simeon and Anna saw all this coming, spoke about it at his dedication when he was just six weeks old. Now life for us today can be very challenging at times. But I keep coming back to this, that my hope is built on Jesus. That he is my anchor, my rock, my saviour and my Lord. I believe that he knows me, that he loves me and that he died for me and that he is with me now. It is both scary and it is comforting. Whether life goes well or whether it seems to be full of struggles, I keep looking to Jesus because he is my hope. You see, every child is a sign of hope. There is hope invested in every child and we do have a huge privilege in our involvement, support and encouragement of the well-being and the development of every child. And every dedication service gives us an opportunity to reaffirm that commitment. So every child is a sign of hope. But there is only one child whose life has brought about the ultimate hope. The possibility of a living relationship with God today, the forgiveness of sin, the promise of eternal life, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the wonderful community of people to call brothers and sisters. This is the hope which comes through one child. And that child is Jesus. He is uniquely the child of hope.